Welcome to the Crazy J Podcast, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, aka Crazy Crocky, aka Andre's Podcast. Brought to you by anyone that's out there that's listening. Welcome back, welcome back. My buddy here, Ron, is back. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about whatever pops in our heads. We're going to try to make this happen every once a week for sure. Uh, so. How you doing, Ron? It's I'm been doing great, Dre. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's been like maybe three to four days, right? Like that, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So Ron takes his car, his his van. He drives to my apartment and parks in the on, on the street. Uh, so as you know, most of you guys know, girls know that, but both have some form of disability. I have more cerebral palsy, stroke, most likely stroke. Ron has MD, muscular, muscular dystrophy. Yeah. Dystrophy. Yeah. Right. So our Becker's. Becker's muscular dystrophy. Okay. It's, it's it's a it's a definition of the type. A little bit close to uh, it. the type of the, the Becker's. Yeah. Okay. Right. So right. that's the baseline. We're not going to really just focus on everything every time about our disability because it becomes a very monotonous, boring episode. Mm-hmm. Because how many times can we t- talk about what we have to do right. to get uh, to life? Yeah. Correct. So, yesterday, I have to tell you this story. Okay. So, Parlay Sean was here, did a podcast, and we were done, and we were just sitting around editing the, for Thursday, uh, podcast for football and other sports. So, if you're listening out there, you want to listen to the podcast on Thursday, that would be awesome. It would be here on on Thursday morning. Uh, This podcast is airing right now, active. So, I'm... Going to probably air this as soon as I'm done with it so that people can catch on to it and then it's out there instead of having two of them, which are two opposite uh, podcast episodes. One's about sports, one's about life and politics and so on. Some of the mo- some of my peers don't like listening to politics and news, but I always think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. To me, it's, it's always a good informed, thing. Right? Stay informed, right? Stay informed, right? Exactly. I, I get you. Yeah. So. And then maybe because I'm not getting a lot of airtime during the week because everyone's at work, I may just have it every other Sunday with Ron as much as possible so that people on Sundays have something to listen to. Right. Other than uh, the Today Show or a or the Good Morning Show or whatever that is, this is much more um, baseline of everything without being serious about entertainment mm-hmm. so so let's start with my situation last night okay. so i basically was in my apartment sean was there editing stuff i was editing uh our podcast as well and our my fire alarm goes off oh jeez. so it's so yeah, yeah it's, it's this is so weird. So instead of that, wah, 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 okay, it gave direct information, and it said, "Attention, attention, attention! There is a f- fire okay. that may be on your floor, and please evacuate the building. Do not use the elevators." Okay. So, true story. Okay. So we all yeah. go downstairs. We're all looking at each other. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. And we go to, we go to B Dubs. Okay. B Dubs, uh, B- B- Buffalo Wild Wings. Right. And okay. uh, 
<clears throat> we sit there, watch the rest of the Michigan game, and and um, Marshall and uh, this other school, of, uh, another it's just a basic basic bowl game. Okay. And we get back, and everything's fine, but someone on the fifth floor let something happen, and the fire alarm went off. Holy which cow. And then a, I think a couple of people on the fourth floor. All right. Uh, the water, the sprinkler okay. went off. You know, that's weird. You should mention that. I don't know why, but I might as well mention this right now. Would you said that? And this morning, I was sitting there. And I don't know why, but I'm thinking, man. You know, we got. I wonder if we're still going to do this podcast. I hope he doesn't call up and say like the apartment's flooded or something like that. You thought that? I thought. I'm serious. I did not. I'm not lying. I thought that. I don't Seriously? know why I thought of it. Yeah, I don't know why I thought of it. It just popped in my head. Wow. You know, because you know, you get up in the morning sometimes you're tired and you make yeah. a commitment and you're like, oh, I really, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. And I thought that, and you mentioned that, and I went, well, is that deja? What is that? That's. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like that's uh, I don't know pre, uh, pre, but this was this morning or last night? This morning, this morning. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and I, yeah. And, I and, and I just I don't know why, but it just it was that was one thing I think that would happen to your apartment that where you couldn't be in there if the sprinklers went off. I mean, yeah. You don't want to get wet. Yeah, most definitely. And it would be a lot of damage. And I'm thinking I could see you up there mopping the floor. <laughs> Mop. But it didn't happen. But yeah. Um, wow. That's that's something, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good fire system, though. I mean, nobody got hurt. You know, there wasn't. I don't. Was there a fire? Or you don't. Really uh, I know think there was some. Fire? I I have a feeling. Oh, okay. That. All right. Uh, neighbors were not supposed to have candles. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, okay. And that I think that someone was smoking too. Mm. Either some smoke. That would do it. Yeah. Falling asleep. Would be, yeah. Okay. Probably fell asleep, and then their couch. Starting on fire could be something like gosh, geez, and then it didn't it didn't get out of hand because okay. it probably by the time they woke up the sprinklers was on yeah and wow. when they saw that they probably well with fire you don't want to dip cold, just cold water into it because oh, right. it can yeah. it can spread yeah, that's, quite quickly that's, that's true too so maybe they took the um the uh, fire I, yeah. uh the oh, I, what's that spray thing called uh, fire extinguisher yeah fire extinguisher okay. um. I so. do believe I remember one time I was here, and I don't know if you remember, but they were testing the fire room, and they kept saying, "They go, this is only a test. Don't leave the building. We're going to set it off. You're going to hear it, but it, there's not a fire. We're just testing this." And they told everybody that, which is good. Yeah, um, and they do know they work. So that's a good thing. I'm, I'm when people in buildings, I, I'm sure you have to do it by law. Oh well, yeah, but check to make things are working right because you don't want any casualties not in your building anyway so no. yeah that's that's okay wow no okay, like right. i just i was just kind of like sitting there like what's going on yeah we didn't think it was real we thought it was hmm. fake and then we get okay. out by the doorway yeah. and we look to the right of us and there's my neighbor which i think he works for the government oh does he because okay. he i never see him leave the apartment which doesn't really matter because i'm right. always leaving before everyone else does right but I never see him like out and about, like right. that guy that was in the in the elevator. Yeah, he was just sitting there with his dog. Okay. And here's well, you, you want me to tell you the story about that guy? Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. So that guy is uh, 
if you can't tell or didn't really ask, but he's a he's a homosexual. Okay. So that's not a big deal. No. The big deal was that I caught on to his little shindig. He would start inviting homeless guys to his apartment. Oh. And then they would all be cleaned up two hours later, but they would be, like, really messed up in the head. Oh, wow. And I have a feeling that they, he was not being the nicest guy in the world, but he said, hey, hey, come into my apartment. Uh, if you take a shower, you're taking oh, my pickle. Wow. Oh, boy. So... When I caught on to that, because I was in the in the I was in the elevator at the same time as that one of the one of the guys that he took in as a homeless guy come in, okay. and I looked at the homeless guy and like, hey, you okay, buddy? He's only twenty years old, okay. so maybe nineteen, twenty, twenty-two years old. And I caught on to that something's going on, because he looked very, uh, very nervous, very uncomfortable. Oh, right. Yeah. So he's like, what's going on, buddy? Is everything okay? And then I made eye contact with him and the other his other buddy. Yeah. That was taking that kid up on the floor. Okay, yeah. They gave me the most guilty look on their face. Oh, and geez. from that day on, I've never seen anyone do that again. I haven't seen those two guys okay. do that again. Because okay. right. they don't mean it's because when he walks by me, yeah, she looks down now. Where oh, really? Yeah, oh, like okay. he knows that. Like he knows that. You're the fact that I don't care what okay. he does on his free time. Right. But when you take advantage of. Clearly homeless boys or kids. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, see. there's always a the time and place for everything like that. That's why oh, we have... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You're that's right. why we have gay bars, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's kind of what I told him. Right. Well, I didn't yeah. tell him, but... You yeah, know, I just kind of... Dude, don't yeah. be a douchebag. Yeah, be, be nice, you know. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't take advantage of people like that. That's not right. No. So, so we're going... So let's talk about... Let's talk about you. Okay. What um, did you guys do last night? Last night we went to see Mannheim Steamroller. Mannheim Steamroller, yeah, really good. I'd highly recommend it. It was at DeVos. Yeah. Um, so tell me the type of music that is. Well, it it's orchestral kind of, but with a rock beat. Oh. If you've heard it before, I'm sure everybody's heard of it before. They do a lot of Christmas albums. Oh. You don't hear about them much in just regular music. I guess there is, but. They're known for their Christmas stuff, and uh, one of the uh, Deck the Halls is one of my favorites. Their version of it, mm-hmm. um, but it was very well done, and the lights were good. And I can't remember what we paid for tickets. It wasn't that expensive, but we had good seats, which is box seven, which is now I don't quote me on this because I don't know if it's stage left or right. I don't know if that's if you're facing the stage. If it's if you're facing it, it would be stage left. So mm-hmm. I was in box seven, which is two up about the middle okay and there's one balcony way up way up above us too on the side also so Mm -hmm. it would be box i guess that would be box eight nine and ten whatever but box seven is stage left is where we're sitting in a balcony stage left yeah so it was great seats Um, matter of fact those are the same seats we had when we went to see gordon lightfoot oh yeah yep it's poor thing like it's no it's so crazy is that when you just mentioned him? Mm-hmm. I really want to go see. I still want to go see Ozzy for the last time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah, I really. No, it's funny because, because it's cool that you went see Gordon. Yeah, I'm glad I did when I did. And yes, because he yeah. just passed away right. over six months ago, probably. Yeah, about yeah about that. It's but yeah, it's that. so weird as 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 you get older, you're like mm-hmm. yeah, you know you never really thought about going and seeing somebody. Right. Yeah. But like for me, 
because I'm not a huge Ozzy fan, no, but I but like his songs. You want to see him before he goes. You want to actually. Well, see yeah. Him. yeah. I mean, and then some people are telling me, like, why don't you just go see Guns N' Roses? And the thing is about Guns N' Roses, like, it's Axel and yeah. Duff and, yeah. and Slash. Okay. But Izzy and Popcorn Antler isn't, aren't in the band. Okay. And that band split up after the original five split up after ah, uh, okay. after the destruction. But still, that was my generation <laughs> of rock. And okay. a lot of people are like, oh, he sounds like the uh, the Muffin Man. Okay. And he does a little bit. Yeah, I mean, okay. you, as you get older, you're going to lose your voice. It changes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it, yeah it, but it, in reality, sing, um, I've heard him pl- play live on songs on YouTube and all that. And he doesn't really sound much different. Maybe he was sick one day. But but that in itself is, yeah, that's, yeah, Guns Roses. I would go see Guns Roses. I don't know yeah. if I would be in the front row. Well, you know, nowadays, though, tickets are so damn expensive, especially a big band like that, um, depending on where you're at. But I've seen tickets for just uh, front row seat tickets, even nosebleed for like 300 bucks. And I'm like, holy cow, that's just. What's your when I was when I was a kid, yeah. I remember going to see like Ted Nugent or now this is back in the seventies. Things are a little different then. Um concert. I remember paying the most I ever paid back then I think that was that I thought was kind of expensive was twelve dollars. You thought that was expensive? I thought back then we thought, Oh, that's kind of steep. But now you look back and think, God, we could afford it back then. You know, I it, it I should have watched. I should have went to a lot more concerts. I wouldn't. Then I would have been able to see them. Now I did see the Who, and they weren't terribly expensive. That was a good show. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I'd recommend it. And they're old, but they still do. Um, some people want to see Rolling Stones. Yeah, I'm not too interested in that. But I, I, you're right when you say that. You know, I should go see them because they might not be around anymore. Same thing, Eagles. They're they're slowly dying off. Glenn know, Frey, yeah, Glenn, Glenn Frey, Frey died. Yeah. He died um, like hepatitis or something. Something like that. Now he's a good friend of Bob Seger, and I did see Bob Seger in concert at the Van Andel, which was wonderful. By the when way, when was that? That was uh, two years ago, a year and a half, two years ago. I think. really, yeah, oh, great shit. concert though. So he did a thing on Glenn Frey. I had a big picture on the jumbotron of him and Glenn Frey. They they were good buddies. Yeah. And it was it was kind of sad, you know, because he lost his good friend. But uh, yeah, he did a memorial to Glenn Fry, so that was pretty cool. See, that's another guy I want to go see. Yeah, yeah I, Eagles. I, I would actually love to see Eagles, but I couldn't afford him. I could actually. Yeah, I'm not. You know, that's yeah. Eagles, Eagles to me. Yeah. I think some. Of the, I think the only song that I always hear is Hotel California. Yeah, that's a that's. But that's a classic. But that's yeah, that's, that's the one of those songs they always play. Oh, they I think I think I, yeah, I think good. I like Joe Walsh's song. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the rock star? He's a rock star and he can't find it. Oh door. yeah, yeah, can't find the door. Um, what was Joe that? Walsh, that's a Joe Walsh album. That's yeah. Super. See, I like him. He did his own album. Well, yeah, I mean, he's still with the Eagles, but he did his own stuff too. Yeah, so I like him better. Recording artist, which is great. Don he's Hen- talented. Yeah, his I like guitar, him. his guitar playing is just phenomenal. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I heard he's good because um, Don Don Henley. Boys of the Boys of Summer or whatever. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's yeah. you know, and it's that's not that I don't have nothing against. Kinda, yeah, that was back in the eighties. He did it. That's one of his solo songs, I believe. Right? That wasn't really. Yeah, Eagles. yeah. That's okay. well. That's after they yeah, split up. Yeah. Okay. I well, I mean, yeah. You should watch. Well, you should really watch the Netflix uh, documentary on those guys. Yeah, I they hated each other. 
Really, I didn't know that. And the, but they're one of the only bands out there that had a number one hit mm-hmm. with five different front guys because they would all right. sing their own song. So if Fry came up with a song, or Henley came on a song, yeah, or Joe Wash came yeah, on a song, yeah. or the other two guys, I don't yeah. know the two other guys' names, but I, I don't my my brother-in-law would. But I was yeah. no, I think the reason why I don't like uh, uh, the Eagles mm-hmm. is because they weren't dirty and grindy like Guns N' Roses. Yeah, but I didn't like Metallica because Metallica was so. Hardcore, dark, hardcore, and too and dark yeah. and too. But they came out when heavy metal was at its peak, pretty much. And they well, were, death. They were well, they the started band. death metal. They were, yeah, they were quite the band, and it, and they still are, I believe. I mean, it's if you want, it, when I think of uh, hard rock, or I think of, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, heavy metal, heavy metal, hard rock, heavy metal, classic I think of, rock. I think of Metallica and yeah, what better the name Metallica? It, it, that doesn't get any more metal than that. But back when they were were, you know, metals changed a lot too. It, now you get this yelling, screaming stuff. You can't understand what they're talking about. I don't know if that's thrash metal or what it is. But well, I don't care for that. That's well, I think a lot of that thrash metal, hard rock metal stuff, is actually European. Is it I think it came from European, European land with Slav- Slovian countries European and influence, I guess and even Russian say. countries okay. out there, but not Russian country, but Russian yeah. land. Okay. But that really metal guitar, just grinding and mm-hmm. just yelling, is really it's really normal out there. Like techno in Europe is huge. Oh yeah, uh, well, which I, I think is weird how you get two different demand. Uh, Two different genres. You get yeah, okay. Dark metal. I mean, just mm-hmm. thrashing, thrash, 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 yeah. and then you have this techno. Yeah, yeah. I like that stuff though. That's kind of neat though. That, I but can, no, I can relate with that probably. But, but I do. Uh, I will say this: of all the rock bands out there, uh-huh. I do really have a lot of respect for uh, James Hetfield. Yeah, because he's, he's he could be the biggest dickhead in the world. Yeah, but he's not. Like yeah. his band I, is the biggest band in the world, yeah. and he he got cleaned up. Well, yeah, they and used to, they used to joke around and they say it's not Metallica, it's Alcoholica. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard that. Before. Yeah, I heard I that. I remember hearing about that. I heard there that was a problem with his drinking. And oh like yeah, he said yeah he did clean his act up. Well, his wife. Good, yeah. It's like either you get sober or. Well, that's what his wife said. Okay, I mean, yeah, so. either you get sober or you go. I'm going to take the kids and blah blah blah. But that in itself is amazing that he did that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah, I, you think that you think that James Hetfield was just an, he's just an old classic alpha male, right. white male. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he's just like, well, if you, I'm gonna do whatever I want to do yeah. and just go around about mm-hmm. everything. And it's if you if you listen to him on Joe Rogan's podcast, okay, he's he's a real cool cat. And I was like. There was a documentary about 15 years ago about Metallica, and they were coming out with a new album. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was long past the Black album, and and Lars is having a hissy fit because James Hetfield is at at dance class with his daughter watching his daughter do dance class. Well, that's what so that's why most about, you know that's the, even for a guy that's in rock and roll like that to spend time with your kids is is awesome. Well, yeah, I mean you're always on the road and busy. Well, yeah, so and sure. Why wouldn't you? I 
but that's amazing that he actually like wasn't a, a dickhead about everything. Like, yeah, now right, I'm going to watch yeah. my daughter do ballet, and that's yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah. Do I really want to be there every single Friday or Saturday morning? Yeah. Probably not, but yeah. it's his daughter. Yeah. And Lars had a big old hissy fit because James James didn't go back to – he didn't go back to the studio. Okay. All drunk and, and oh, high. Right. Okay. He went in there – and it's difficult. I mean, I think a lot of problems with rock and roll right now, not problems, but the issue of rock and roll yeah, okay. is that a lot of guys, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's Addison Cooper, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, uh, ACDC. Right. Those guys were under influence of alcohol and drugs. Mm-hmm. So when you go into the studio, you're lit like a Christmas tree and you're you just can't. going off yeah, and yeah, then you're you making riffs and you're making songs, you're making lyrics yeah. based on that moment of being high or drunk. Right. Where today's rock, a lot of these guys, you know, they try to be really tough and rough, mm-hmm. but you can tell that their songs are just mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't believe that you've ever had sex with three women at the same time. But they don't even talk about that anymore. They talk about, I don't know what they talk about, but a lot of it, like there's one song, there's one kid talking about how he quit his job. Mm-hmm. He or Either he got fired, quit his job, got high, and he wants to kill himself. Mm-hmm. But it's a joke. Okay. But it's a joke, but it's not actually, a, it's a funny song. But in today's era, a lot of these yeah. kids are going to listen to it like, geez, right. do I want to kill myself because yeah. I got fired and got quit my job? And a lot of times when you have ACDC and Guns N' Roses and all that, they made women fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say fun. They were well, more yeah, they, they were more objective yeah. of what women should be. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want to have sex with a real hot girl. Mm-hmm. Now you don't even hear that anymore. You hear guys like, I don't know, my feelings got hurt again. And... Some girl looked at me and she's like, no. And then I went home and got cried. <laughs> I don't know what to do. What do I do? Some girl rejected me. But, you know, back yeah, then, right. guys like, yeah, whatever. Girls reject me all the time. And I just hop onto the next train and find another girl. What? I mean, that yeah. type of deal. But, but music, I mean, music is really different because a lot of people complain about Music sucks. Mm-hmm. Nah, music doesn't suck. It's just a different era. It Could is. you imagine you it? Reinvent yourself, and you can't keep doing heavy metal. I mean, well, it's classics. And th- that's that's yeah, why James Hetfield wrote a lot of right. dumb love songs. I right. mean, like Unforgiven. Yeah, it's actually a good love song towards his yeah. wife and his kids and all that stuff. But to most people that hear that song. When they listen to it, well, that sure hit isn't Elvis Presley or yeah. Nat King Cole no, or um, what's what's the album they came out with? This is this is after they they were touring and stuff, and they kind of cut their hair and cleaned up a little bit. That was what, what, what album was that? And I, that, I, that was the Black album. I I like that album. That There's a couple songs. On most there they wrote yeah, Unforgiven. Yeah, they're not they're heavy metal, but they're done different. Yeah, Unforgiven. Uh, nothing. Whiskey in the Jar. Yeah, there's well, a good one. Now, but that's, that's a cover that's song. A, Okay, that's a cover song. That's I, a cover that, song from the '70s. It, it, there's some bands, that but that's a cover gr- that's really good. And uh, uh, back in the '80s, there was a bunch of bands that did a lot of covers, which I didn't know. 
I thought that was a song they just made up. No, come no. Come to find out that it, later on or earlier it was already done, but their version of it. Now, there's a show, and it's called um, uh, uh, Cover Me. Okay? Yeah, it's yeah. It's Bruce Springsteen. Right? It, it does this, the Cover Me song, Bruce yeah. Springsteen, but now there's people on there, and they do different. They they There's, like, different metal bands doing the monkeys or yeah. different bands covering different other people yeah. and the way they do it and they put their twist on it is mm-hmm. really neat because it's you heard the song before but they do it a little bit differently I wow love that. that's i think that's great that's uh yeah that's um, that to me i think i think a lot of people don't realize like in the 60s and the 50s yeah. people cover each other's songs all the time like motown yeah. what motown did a lot is like Smokey robinson would write a song for himself going to the studio and it didn't sound. I mean, Smokey Robinson sound sound good, right? But uh, 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 the Temptations, mm-hmm. Gordy, mm-hmm. the the guy that started Motown, would say, "Hey, uh, um, Temptations want to sing this song because they have five different guys singing it, mm-hmm. and the melody sounds really good." Mm-hmm. So Smokey would release that song to 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 the Temptations. And then Temptations would sing that song. So Motown was built for songwriters to write songs for themselves, but to write songs for other artists. And a lot of of Smokey Robinson Mm -hmm. songs are sung by other artists from Motown and other artists. So that's, Um, in itself, people don't realize that. And what really happened in the 80s and the 90s, Cher got caught for, for using... Uh, a lot of songs that she credited herself or her own songwriters, oh, right. okay. and then they sue those com- uh, the the song yeah. the Capitol right. Records, right. whoever that song was originally from. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that song? Kiss. If he really likes you, he give you. It's not. It's not. It's not in a kiss. Oh, it's, it's, in, it's in his kiss. What's well, yeah? That's what it is. Yeah. So now that's the Motown song that she did. Okay, she I, okay. Yeah, I know what song. She about. actually took credit for that song. Really? But the artist, but the actually artist, family members, mm-hmm. the person already died. But this, they're like, uh, their own kids, and the record label say, no, that's not Cher. That's actually this person, and then the mm-hmm. people were, and then that from that point on, mm-hmm. a lot of songwriters from the 50s and 60s yeah was suing a lot of these other bands mm-hmm. like yeah. Motley Crue's um Smoking in the Boys Room that's not their song no it's not a lot of people don't either. so when you hear it, it's like when I first heard it Smoking in the Boys Room I was like yeah. this is awesome yeah and when you hear the original you're like eh yeah I get why yeah, I get yeah. why Motley Crue made it better cause mm-hmm. Motley Crue made oh, it I, Molly Crew made it sound cool and rubberish yeah. and really like, yeah, smoking yeah. the boy. Because in the 80s and the 90s, everyone smoked. And basically, I don't know why you think they were smoking cigarettes. They oh, were yeah, smoking was, weed yeah, in we school. Did, we did cigarettes in school, too. We yeah. smoked in the bathroom. We all did. Yeah, um, we all did. Well, but, uh, but by the time my generation came right. around in the 90s, mm-hmm. smoking weed was much more okay. better or cooler or whatever it was for you. But a lot of times, smoking was... Just in the borderline of leaving coolness, even though everyone started, even though no, people started smoking, it was, it was, and there was a lot of there could be peer pressure too. Well, but, yeah, uh, I remember just doing it, sneaking in the bathroom, getting away with it. That was a satisfying part where you could go in there, smoke an entire cigarette, and not get caught. 
which yeah. was very seldom because I did get caught, you know, smoking. Um, but um, now that we're on the no, uh, but let's go back music. But um, let's go back to that Metallica album. So you're saying a black album now? Yeah. T- most black that album, the black yeah, album of Metallica. Okay. Most true Metallica fans hate that album. Yeah, because so it's, it's too it's soft. Yeah. Well, you got Unforgiven. Nothing else yeah. matters. Yeah, there's another lo- there's yeah, another yeah, little those, flaky those are, those song. Are, those are good songs too. Well, I, they I, are, are, but not. they're not. But they sold out. So, James okay. Hetfield shut, cut his hair. Okay. Uh, Lars really in in reality, Lars was losing his hair. So there's nothing that Lars could have done to keep his no, hair long. No, just, he would have yeah. just looked like Benjamin Franklin, just a skinnier version. That's of him. Uh, that's not a look for me. I yeah. don't like that look. No, but Sorry, but, but no. basically that's kind of what happened to Lars. Right. And then Kirk, he's he's always had that curly Mexican mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. So he's never really done anything to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bass guitarist uh, changed. Newstead, yeah. Yeah, he, he did change. He left the band because of personal Actually, reasons. Actually, uh, you know him. Yeah, I, I you know, know him from high school. From high school. Um, that, not that real. We weren't buddy buddies, but I remember he was in my class. Yeah, and that's got to be this something. This is no bullshit. And I try to say that and be humble about it, too, because... I didn't really know him that well, but I heard later on, my brother says, hey, remember Jason? Yeah, they went to the party and he sucked on bass. And I thought, yeah. Who's in Metallica now? I'm like, no way. He goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll show you. Show me the photo album or the cover of the album. Like, mm-hmm. No shit. So yeah. that that was surprising. Now, think of, now talking about music in general and, and people writing, um, going back to uh, Mannheim Steamroller last night, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the guy that, Discovered the band or made it up is called Chip Davis. Okay. Chip Davis now, sounds like a baseball find, player. Yeah, that does, doesn't Chip it? Chip Davis is yeah, up to bat. Yeah. Bat in two eighty nine yeah. with with a thirty five RBIs and twenty five strikeouts in the year. Like he that. is not yeah. doing so well, and he picks up a guitar. Yeah. Let's let him go. Well, he, actually, he he does. Don't know if he plays guitar, but I do know he plays drums. They show that. But anyway, I don't know if you probably don't remember this, but there's some people. There's a guy called C.W. McCall. Uh, back in the 70s, CB radios and truckers are a big thing. Okay. I know. Well, yeah. uh, this guy, Chip Davis, co-wrote that song on the 45. It came out on the 45. Well, there's an album also, but Chip Davis helped co-write that song. I had no clue. What song is it? Uh, Convoy. Okay. By C. W. McCall. Okay. 1974 something mm-hmm. around there, and I had no clue. Huh. And they did a, they did a little uh, C. W. Yeah. McCall with a band and the jingle and stuff, and yeah, did it quite well. But I I thought that was kind of interesting. I had no clue. So he huh. was, you know, he he co-wrote and he's been in the band. He developed this around 74, I think. Yeah. When it came popular and yeah. They've been on all kinds of. They've been on the Today Show. They've been on. Uh, uh, Good Morning America. Good Morning America. All, all the shows you can think of. Yeah, it's kind of big cool. deal. They're they're a very big deal. Christmas oriented band, and they don't cover anybody else. They just do Christmas music in general. Christmas, but their their version of how they play it and the it's uh, unique. It's, uh, it's unique. Wonderful. It's it, good. It's great. The light show is good and everything. So I yeah, recommend see? them. See. Yeah. So everybody I likes Christmas. Yeah. It's well, everyone likes the holiday season. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the holiday season because it makes people happier. Yeah. Like the people a lot happier, yeah. Like the ladies at work that I work with, some older ladies mm-hmm. like in her 60s, she brought cookies. Okay. And she brought others, you know, uh, kind of like hand desserts that you eat mm-hmm. for coffee. Okay. 
Okay. Something really Dutch people do. Okay. Dutch people will sit around on a Sunday afternoon and have mm-hmm. coffee. Okay. It'd be no different than people in England drinking a cup of tea. Hello. Okay. All During right, the yeah, middle yeah. of the day, and they had a little cup of the sugar. Yeah, little cookies. Okay, my. Like dunk it in your coffee. No, I just went to Australia, just, just yeah. like that. <laughs> I, I get my continents totally conf- uh, yeah, messed up. They're like, what's he doing? I thought he was doing British. Now he's got Australian. Well, he's stop he needs it. practice, right? You know? <laughs> well, I need to learn more British terms. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to go up there to somebody and just talk to them in, in British, and then they yeah. get punched in the face. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Stop it. Stop <laughs> talking like that. You looked retarded. Yeah. Do I? You can't use that word. We do. Okay, Mike. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, it'd be like my Italian accent I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do that a lot with my um, yeah. patients. I order pizza. Yeah. Some patients are like, can I get a pepperoni pizza? I'm like, oh, you want a pepperoni pizza? Ah, what kind of pizza do you like? They love it. They think, and then they actually think I'm Italian. Uh, don't worry about it. You owe me two hundred dollars after you leave. Don't worry about it. You won't leave until you give me two hundred dollars. Bada bam, bada boom. They like that, huh? They think it's hilarious, especially the old people, because old people like they grew up with D. Martin and and that kind of that Italian thing was kind of cool back then. But I mean, the sixties yeah. and the fifties. Yeah. You always yeah, knew that Italians run the streets of New York and. In the past yeah, the days and stuff like that in Vegas, but yeah. And, yeah. So and, yeah, so it's funny because the the other patients on the fifth floor are these guys in the nineties, back in the sixties. Yeah. Okay. They used to drink during the day mm-hmm. for meetings. So okay. they they would be in the office space. They would have their offices and desk. Yeah. And then they would have their um their their tables okay. with alcohol. Scotch, oh, Jameson, and James, and all that, yeah, okay. and then we have a meeting with the other guys, uh-huh. and they're like, "You want a, you want a cup of Jack? You want yeah. a cup of Scotch? Yeah. Just go and get yeah. Scotch, Mike." Yeah, okay. And all this stuff. Yeah. So all these guys on the fifth floor who are like in their sixties, well, yeah. no, they actually like they're their nineties, but okay, yeah, I'm like, talking about that. And yeah. they always looked at me like, hey, "Do you got Scotch? Hey, don't worry about it. Get you some Scotch, yeah." What kind of scotch you do like? No, you you can't drink in the hospital. I, oh I, no, I, no. I tried. I I there's a story goes along with that. Matter of fact, I don't know if I I told you at the time. No, you did. I was tell in the me. hospital room, and my sister-in-law, she's a drinker. She likes to drink, and she's the one that would take airport bottles, put them in her purse, and go to the theater, open up her pop, and blah, 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 pour them in, or just you know do you know. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and she comes in with a card and everything, and she says, "Here you go," and she lays down two airport bottles. And I'm like, okay, but I can't. She goes, oh, I know, but yeah, you can drink. Don't worry about. It. Oh no, they'll never know. I said, no, they. It's you know. I said, okay, fine. Here's what I'm gonna do. They give you a personal locker and yeah. accommodation so you can keep in there. I thought that'd be fine. Nobody know the difference. I'll drink them when I get out. I won't touch them. So once in a while, every once in a while, you'll forget your combination to your locker. So the uh, Security, the security guard. guard has to come up and reset it. Well, yeah. not thinking, I already had those locked in there, and I didn't have them behind. I just had them set right plain of view, figuring nobody else could get in there. <laughs> well, he says, hmm, what do we have here? I'm like, oh, Jesus. He goes, you know what? He says, nah. I, he says, I, I, I could just tell by looking at you. You're a drinker, but I know you wouldn't do it. But 
He said I that you're a drinker, I, but you wouldn't do he, it. Yeah, he says I, I know you like to drink, but I know you, I, I can just tell that you're a person that won't break the rules. Oh, okay. Here's what I'm gonna do. Who was it? Was it old? I, I can't remember who it was. Was it, it the it big? Was, it was, a, it was a, kind of a. He seemed like a nice guy, younger, whatever. Um. Okay. He says, "Terry, what you're gonna do? We're gonna confiscate this, and I'm gonna put your name on it, and I keep my drawer down there, security desk. Mm-hmm. And when you get out, you holler at me. I'll come up. I'll give it right back to you, and you can take it home and drink away. Your heart's content. And I, okay, I guess we can do that. So, yeah, I yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> gotta, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. But you know, her doing that, you know, she's like, she doesn't, she just does." Well, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and, come on. You know, and, and you're in the I'm hospital. You're in the hospital. You're bored out of your mind. But yeah, she's kind of like, ah, a little drink ain't gonna hurt you. So I, but I didn't. But I, you know, I was uh, tempted. I thought about it one night, and I thought, nah, I didn't. no. If I know what I, I tell you how how I would do that. Hmm. I would go out of my way. That's my phone. I would have gone out of my way, and I would have hit it somewhere one of my bags. Would, because they won't go to your bags. No. no so no. even even if you lay your bag on the couch mm-hmm. and she, you, in your clothes, right? I'll put it in one of those little side pockets mm-hmm. and put underwear or whatever because no one wants to touch underwear. Right. Exactly. So, so I put it right between there about ten o'clock at night when everyone's sleeping. Yeah. Go there. Popping that thing in there. I thought of that. And then I would just like, oh, I'm going back to bed. By the time morning comes, they won't even know. So No. But but the problem with you, though, Mm -hmm. is that you are on a heart-healthy diet. Exactly, yeah. So the thing is about alcohol, it'll kick your heart pressure up. Yeah. So the next morning, they're like, why is your blood pressure so unnormally high Um, when you, like, for the last five days, you're like, yeah, oh, I was where like, did, where'd that come from? Yeah, and, and <laughs> I smell alcohol in your breath, there, sir. <laughs> it is not; it's mouthwash. Excuse me. But I tell you, you know, I was in there at least about a month. I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, you were there yeah, for yeah, a while. I didn't even see you the first week. And um, and you know, it wasn't too bad though. I mean, that you know, because I I like to get high too. I I smoke weed, but. And you it definitely cannot do that there. No, there's no way. So I didn't do that, and I didn't drink for a whole entire month, and it was great. I, I, after I got out, I felt good. But sure, okay, I'm, you know the first thing I did, I went yeah. home and lit that sucker up and had me a drink, and I was fine. I just said, oh, let's make up for lost time. But I tell you what, I was gone. You were gone. <laughs> you don't smoke. You don't smoke for a while, and then you got to smoke, and you just you're laying on the floor practically. It just but. But yeah, I, I mean, I made it work, and it was only a month, you know. But that I think that's good to take a break every now and then. Take you know, a break. It's, it's take a break. It's like Chicago. Let's leave your Everybody body needs alone. a don't, holiday. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to thrash your body all the time. Give it a break once in a while. Well, on a vacation or something. I've done it before. It's great. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, I'm happy that I don't drink like I used to. No, I don't either. No. And I'm happy that, you know what, the only thing that I used to hang out with a big sexy, the black dude, and uh, we call him Big Sexy because he calls himself Big Sexy. Okay. We we didn't give him the name. He gave himself the name. Okay. That so we, okay. when I used to hang out with him, right. oh, my God, every weekend get, like, shit face. Oh, yeah. Back I, I turned into Ozzy Osbourne's yeah. one way or another. Yeah. I, I, Sharon. I was just loud. I was just loud. Yeah. And I hung out with the two 
big ass black dudes and their girlfriends and their friends and for some reason they tolerated me and I would start you know, playing Guns N' Roses yeah, they, and all they, this they, shit and they yeah, didn't it, and they just tolerated me and like guys too it's like if something happened to Andre they just throw him over his shoulder oh yeah they take him home put him on the couch and you'd be fine so yeah it's a good thing to have those big guys around to get the little crew it was weird it was weird to hang out with friends black guys that don't like metallica guns and roses and all that yeah and like then you do there and then they put their music on you put your music on it's kind of yeah well the thing is like i wouldn't play my music around them but when i went to the ozzy mode yeah okay yeah that's basically i turned into ozzy obnoxious so when I went yeah. to that, I, I've noticed that when I did get mm-hmm. drunk, even years after hanging out with them, mm-hmm. I was just spurred out in the moment. Ozzy! Yeah, for no yeah, reason. Yeah. Like people like, what? I'm drunk. Yeah. Ozzy! Because <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy always made things look more fun when you're drunk. Like oh, even, yeah. like, oh, well, I've never seen a man in my whole life yeah. being a dysfunctional alcoholic and a functional a functional alcoholic at yeah, the same they, time. They do exist, yeah. I, that's so, true. but I've the thing is, before. he made it look fun. It was like he didn't turn into an asshole like Axel Rose did. What Axel yeah. used to? What the yeah, difference? But Axel is that during the shows, he would go in the back mm-hmm. between the songs, okay, and do some a uh, sh- uh, booger sugar, okay. So booger sugar, yeah, yeah, little cocaine. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, rock but and roll for you. That's no, but the thing is, like. You know, you're going to shoot up before the show or after the show, but he would, like, disappear for, like, 10 minutes straight. Jeez. Right in the middle of right in the middle of the concert. Oh, so what would happen is, like, he would play, like, Welcome to the Jungle. Yep. I mean, the whole album, Aptitude Destruction, is a masterpiece of just absolute great music. But even when he was doing that album live, he would just disappear for, like, 10 minutes, 15 and the band would be dinkling around with the guitars and all that. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing about Axel. He's just... And then, fortunately, uh, um, Steven Tyler talked to Axel a couple of times. Hey, man, you got to put that band back together because you're well, doing a service for Steven, your... Sure. You, you're doing a service for your fans because they're the ones that put you on that platform. Mm-hmm. And that album is just kick-ass. And yeah. so, you know, a lot of people... Don't like Guns N' Roses and because of Axe Rose, and I get it. No, but I, 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 and I, I get agree. it. I, but he's I talented, yeah. But as far as being a personable guy, a nice guy, he's not. He's an ass. He's yeah, just, I think his Latin's calmer now. But yeah. I don't. I, I mean, well, I think the thing is like, it's a struggle for him to actually perform every other night and to be considerate. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's something that. Even even like uh, Nikki Six's um, mm-hmm. band Motley Crue, mm-hmm. Vince Neil is just not. Vince Neil can't even spit out any words, or lyrics of any of their Motley Crue songs. Mm-hmm. Even though Motley Crue isn't as good as Guns N' Roses. Well, back in the eighties, like in eighties, they were the, 80s, the band. They were just they were it. Too. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yes, but I can they tell you this: so. I think Axel and the, mm-hmm. and Izzy mm-hmm. and whoever else wrote that song for Guns N' Roses. Were a lot better songwriters than Motley Crue were. Now I had heard that he was at a concert. I can't remember which one it was. Who? And he was. I can't remember which one it was. But uh, they they he went backstage for some reason, 
and he refused to come back on stage because some band did something. Oh, so the concert got canceled, or something, no. and there was a riot. Was yep. there? Yeah. So like Axl that? Rose. So Lars is an idiot in some ways because okay. he put that whole concert between Metallica and Guns Roses together, oh. and mm-hmm. to to the music. To the music world, I would say to corporate music, yeah. the Capitol Records or Sony yeah, right. or Geffen Records yeah. or Guns Roses was yeah. with, I think they thought it was going to be a great idea to put these two bands who are very similar in behavior together. Because yeah, this yeah, is yeah. still when James Heffield was drinking, and this right. is when Axel was acting like a complete idiot yep. in himself. Okay. Yeah, right. But Lars actually pushed that concert oh, theme together where you have Metallica and Guns N' Roses together. And it's not the black album that they put it together. It was before the black album. Okay. Okay. I yeah, think I, it was. Just before that, then, right? But it was still yeah. the album with um with the judge with the statue of the oh Statue of Liberty. No, it's not Statue no, no, of Liberty. Um, it was like a statue, a Judgment Day, or whatever it was. Oh, the album. Okay. All right. So Lars is an idiot from the first place. Right. Because you got two two egos going at, at, at each other. Oh, and yeah. James Hetfield is more settled. Yeah. James James Hetfield is more settled about his uh his oh, yeah, egotistic so, ways. Yeah. Okay, so he'll yeah. get you back some way without actually punching you in the face. Okay. So unfortunately, they were in on tour in Montreal uh, and the uh, right. Pyro guy yeah. is an idiot. Okay. He probably was yeah. high as a kite. Yeah. And James Hetfield is Going back, oh, up and what that, he's, what he's walking back and forth, yeah, and his okay. whole body started going on fire. His whole arm is just boiling. I mean, there's yeah. behind the music is yeah. actually a good uh, episode to watch. Oh, if yeah, there's a way that's behind the music, yeah. And James Hetfield is just looking at his arm, he's just bubbling, he's just on yeah, fire. Right, so that's yeah. that second to three, second degree burn, a third degree oh, burn. Geez, yeah. He's looking at it, and he's just going nuts. He goes to the hospital right the whole thing is cut short for guns and roses right okay james hetfield and kirk and everyone even slash and duff yeah okay and izzy's not there no more any of those popcorn and but yeah. izzy and duff they all five of them said guns and roses could have saved the day yeah and yeah. Instead of making an hour and a half show, they could have made it like a two and a half, three hour show of just Guns N' Roses. Yeah. And then they would have gone to the next location. Right. But instead, Axel, as paranoid and high as he is and was, yeah. he starts the show. So they put Guns N' Roses back on there. Yeah. They do like a 20 minute, 35 minute set. Yeah. And then he flips out mentally in his own brain. Okay. And he thinks that James Hetfield did that purposely because. Uh. Just to fuck yeah, with, yeah, just right. to fuck with Axel and right, Guns okay. Roses, because if you're a music guy like I am, you just would never put Guns Roses Metallica on the same ticket because they're totally different bands, especially before yeah, the Black yeah, Album. That's, yeah, if you yeah. did it be after the Black Album, mm-hmm. it would make more sense because Guns N' Roses still made love songs for, right, for general public like mm-hmm. Sweet Child of Mine, November Rain. Okay. Um, patience, those three yeah. love songs that you yeah. put on that right. on a ticket for Guns N' Roses reunion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, Metallica didn't really have love songs until Unforgiven and Nothing Else Matters and okay. and and these other songs. So, that, so 
a lot of it has to do with Axel's mental state of mind. And I think this is why he's level-headed now because he's probably so, on bipolar medication. Oh, okay. So could we just blame that on Lars, his great idea? I mean, I, he thought it would work, but then once he got to it, he went, oh, shit, that didn't work, did it? No, I think Lars is an idiot in some ways because okay. he doesn't well, know how to grow up. It doesn't allow he, well, people. It seems like he wouldn't think that through. No, he, he wouldn't. He, no, he, like know, he's about do that. Lars I mean, about money. Because I've had this happen before where I'd have a, we have friends. And some friends you hang out separately from your other friends. And yeah. you just don't know those friends. But when you try to introduce those friends to each other, your other friends, it, it doesn't match. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't, doesn't match out. So it doesn't no. work. And you can't make them do that. No. So you have to expect that. You have to say, well, I hung out with him and I hung out with him and then I hung out with them both and it just didn't work out because no. we don't we clash. So no. you have to have when you have separate friends, it the way they get along, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean right. I got friends of mine that right, yeah. don't hang and, out with each other. Right. Not personally my right. friends, but their mm-hmm. friends I hang out with a couple right. other set of friends and they don't hang mm-hmm. out with the other set of friends because mm-hmm. one bu- one uh uh, ripped someone off financially one way or another yeah, okay, yeah, prospectively yeah, but that's yeah, how it works differences sure like my buddies uh sh- like my buddy um thunder and 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 t busy okay i'm gonna call him t busy okay those two don't get along anymore because one owes the other one yep, money happens, but yeah but uh, one already paid them right. back but it's really about your morals and your ethics well, well, that yeah. the other guy doesn't yeah, agree with that, that's true yeah um, I've had a point where I had these friends, so-called, for years, you know, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of had a better end to it. And because it was one-sided, mm-hmm. he was calling the shots. He was telling me what to do. I was following him. I got tired of it after a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, you were a good friend, but now that I think about it, you shit. Well, you just you know, bossy. And, you know, and, just, and then now they're the, the after 20 years of ridiculous bullshit, you're going, oh, jeez, that guy's kind of an asshole, isn't he? Yeah. There's two friends that I had like that. I won't mention any names, but uh, falling out as it were. Yeah. And but you, you do that with you can do that with all all people. It depends. You know, you get along, but then you think you're friends, but you're really not. Somebody well, uses somebody, but at the time when you're younger, you need that person because otherwise you don't have any friends. You know what I'm saying? You kind of settle. You put up with it mm. for a while. You know, it, you're younger, so you don't think as smart as you. Used well, to. you know I think. That's, well. I think a lot of times when you're young, you just bump into friends that have something in common. Yeah, well, you, we did and have then, some things in common. And then what happens is someone grows up and then grows out of that exactly uh, right. tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tune. Yeah, it does. Like for example, I think, I think, I think the best thing that ever happened to Big Sexy was that he got married to his wife. Now, yeah, so well, he dated her and we got married yeah. and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to go out no more. And I think the only times that it, they do go out is between those two, the wife and gotcha. and him, and maybe his brother and, and brother-in-laws. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Okay. So <clears throat> it doesn't fit for him to hang out with us no more. Mm-hmm. With me and Tim Busy and and White Thunder, mm-hmm. and uh, because we ju- we just don't get a mesh along with his wife. Mm-hmm. Like I think what would happen is that if his wife let him, right, go out with me, mm-hmm. he would be a whole different man. Like, oh, this is full of fun. We're going out clubbing. We're going. Mm-hmm. We're talking to girls right, yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. It's not that fact that he would he wouldn't do anything with those girls. It's the fact right. that 
he's having fun without the wife. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens to a lot of people when they get married. Like, you just drop your your spouse's friends because mm-hmm. they just don't fit with the other spouse. They just don't. Yeah, it, that happens. But so going back to that whole Metallica and Guns N' Roses thing is that <clears throat> James um, Lars, when okay. to, the early 2000s, no, the late 90s, what happened was that uh, uh, Napster came out. And yeah, uh, what happened is Napster is yeah. the kid got okay. smart and started mm-hmm. sharing the music with everybody. Yes. Kind of like what Pandora does now. Yeah. When right. we listen to yeah. music and do a mm-hmm. podcast and all that. Yeah. They're yeah. buying the rights to all those songs or they're leasing those songs or the cup, uh, uh, the uh, the record companies are leasing those songs to Pandora or Spotify or whatever. Right. But they still own the songs. Mm-hmm. So in Napster, what they did is they started taking those songs Put it instead of having that CD or or any of those films, well, not not films, but CD or tapes, they would put okay. it on on the internet and you start right. sharing them with each other for free. Oh, so nobody's making any money <coughs> off there. You're not getting the royalties for the music. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay, and gotcha. all these yeah. nerds <coughs> thought that everything was free. Oh, right. this is okay, great. Yeah. I never have to buy another Metallica album yeah. again. I never yeah. have to buy another Guns N' Roses album again. Nope. So. That's going to hurt the record sales, in other words. Well, so it's going to help. Yeah. It's going to hurt mm-hmm. uh, Lars's pocket. And every artist out there that made songs from the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s and 70s and yeah. 60s yeah. and all that, because now you're not paying for them. Now you're just getting them for free. And yeah. that's kind of the down. That really was kind of the start of the downfall of mm-hmm. of Lars, is that he got really bitchy about it. Mm-hmm. And instead of negotiating with... Uh, Napster mm-hmm. and and having the record companies negotiate with sharing uh websites that share music okay. for a certain price like 99 cents or 50 cents or 20 cents per a uh, per song okay he just went ape shit and like you can't do that blah blah he's he started to sound like an old old man okay and Thank God for James Hetfield. He's like, no, we need to calm down. This is the new era. This is how people are going to listen to our music. Yeah, it's going to change, yeah. We're going to have to talk to our record company and figure out what what the hell is going on with this. And I think people don't realize that Pandora came before now, uh, before uh, Spotify and those other platforms. Okay. So in Pandora, you still have had to buy your memberships. But now that it's so wealthy... Right. You don't have to buy memberships no more. And all you have mm-hmm. to do is, if you don't want to listen to an advertisement, mm-hmm. then you buy a subs- uh, subscription for four okay. ninety nine and all that or f- whatever. So you never have to listen to advertisement. Mm-hmm. So, so Metallica and Guns N' Roses they split up because Axel is an idiot, and now I think Axel, you know, I think in a lot of ways, like I said before, I think Axel is bipolar. Mm-hmm. But no one's going to talk about it because I don't think he wants anyone well, to hear yeah, about I'm it. Sure, that's understandable. But yeah. but I think I think it w- the best thing that ever happened to Guns N' Roses was Steven Tyler because he if it wasn't well, for Steven yeah. Tyler because Steven Tyler had came up from the same point of view. Yeah, him, well, uh, he, uh, him and Joe Perry hate each other's guts, and I mm-hmm. still think that Joe Perry still doesn't like yeah, Steven Tyler. But now there was a point in their lives that I it, they. Uh, I think Steven Tyler covered this at one time, but they had some drug problems. So oh, they decided did. to get sobered up, and they did. 
Well, they no, nah, it's Tyler not so was, much that. Well, it was so much that they were so heard, high. Yeah, but, they, they were so dysfunctional. Yeah, yeah that, that the band broke up because yeah. no one in the band was able to play the instruments, and so they right, got yeah. fed up with each other. Like Joe Perry got fed up with Steven Tyler's okay. Buntley drunkenness and getting high. Yeah. And same thing yeah, with Joe Perry. Yeah. Joe Perry was a, just as a drunk. Well, and I, I heard a lot of times Steve, uh, Steven Tyler got on, I don't know what it is, but on those scarves he had on his microphone, he had to inhale it. Oh. Some kind of inhalant. And he would huff that, I guess. Oh, yeah. High or whatever. I don't know. I, this is what the story I've heard. But yeah. it got to a point where the drug abuse was so bad they couldn't perform. Yeah. And Steven says, look, if we want to stay together, we get the shit straight. We got to sober up. And that's what I heard. So maybe well, that's why maybe Steven Tyler was talking to Axl Rose and saying, look, you know, I've been through this. this you know. Well, I'm going to tell you my story about that, okay. about okay. Aerosmith. Okay. So all those kids out there that don't know Aerosmith, it's probably some people say they're the greatest American band out there oh, comparing to Led Zeppelin. Yeah. They're comparable to Led Zeppelin, but mm-hmm. if you listen to Robert Plant's voice, it's 10 times better than Steven oh, Tyler. yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm not just take away any way f- anything from Steven Tyler. No, Steven Tyler has got a yeah. unique voice. Oh, it does. Yeah, but, very much so. So Aerosmith, mm-hmm. they actually broke up because, well, they actually didn't get back together because Joe Perry didn't want nothing to do with Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler. Okay. It yeah. wasn't for it wasn't until his wife that he got married to. I don't know if it's his wife still to this day. His wife is actually the one that talked him into it. To talking to us, to Steven Tyler. Mm-hmm. So that's how that band got back together. It wasn't really okay, about yeah. Steven Tyler being like, oh, I'm not such a great guy now. It was basically, if it wasn't for Joe Perry's wife, he's a very, that band is a very okay. lucky band where they're together again. Right. Now, yeah. I would say this, I think for Guns N' Roses, unfortunately, I, unfortunately for Guns N' Roses fan like I am, mm-hmm. Still, they haven't come out with a new album after the Spaghetti uh, album, which is an awful album. Right. Just disgusting. The greatest hit album for Guns N' Roses. That's all the greatest hits. Okay. But if you look at Guns N' Roses, they're not very comparable to Metallica or Aerosmith or even Led you're Zeppelin right. no, because right. yeah. because they're, they only came out with three albums. Yeah. And it's not like it's not like they died off because Nirvana, because Nirvana only had three albums. So when Nirvana and Kurt Cobain died, that's what makes Nirvana almost better than Guns N' Roses because not the fact that Kurt Cobain died, but they had no, three great albums. Right. Yeah, and unfortunately, with Guns N' Roses, they don't come out with new material at all. No. And to tell you the truth, I don't know if Axel and Slash and Duff have any material for, like, any new material for new albums mm-hmm. because... A lot of Guns N' Roses songs from the Appetite to Destruction and you, yeah. you, um, what's that album with um, Patience on it? I forget, oh, I I forget what it was. It was one of the, okay. the first two albums for Guns N' Roses, front to back for for Appetite Destruction. Destruction okay. was a masterpiece, okay. better than any Metallica album out there. I would oh, say that yeah. too, right. yeah, simply right. because I'm a Guns N' Roses fan. Mm. But the second album was just as good. Mm-hmm. The difference between Guns Roses and a lot of other bands right. is that they're based they're based on they're based on uh real songs. I mean like real mm-hmm. stories. Okay. 
So like my Michelle is about uh, a girl who's like underage, 18, 20 years old. Mm. She goes, well, she's 18, she's in high school, and her dad does porn. Okay. He does, he produces porn. Mm. And then Rocket Queen's about a girl on the street, and she's making money, and Axel. Okay. A lot of the uh, Guns N' Roses members live with sh- sh- strippers back in the day. Okay. So a lot of their stories is based on who they lived with. Ah, okay. And then Patience is about a girl that I think a lot of the songs, a lot of love songs to me was actually written by Izzy. And a lot of the really heavy songs like Welcome okay. to the Jungle, mm-hmm. Paradise City was written by Axel and and Slash and those guys. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, but today they can't really write a song about life because what's Axel going to talk about? His bipolar mood swings? Is he going to talk about his daughter, his wife, yeah, or he whoever he's with? Basically, he ran out of material. Well, that's and that's because he doesn't have anything to write about anymore. Exactly, and that's why Aerosmith is considered a better band than yeah. okay, better band than Guns N' Roses. Not because uh, Steven Tyler is such a better. Uh, artist is because yeah. Steven Tyler is able to write songs off top of his head yeah. that that's has nothing talent. to do with his life. Yeah. But if the thing is, like, yeah, I mean, it takes a talented, yeah. like even Robert Plant and and Jimmy Page are playing the riff, yeah. and Jimmy Page and Robert Plant are in the in the studio or or a house back in the day, yeah. and they write songs together. And that's one of the worst things that happened to music is the auto tune. And the fact that people don't play instruments. Mm-hmm. Now, it's great that we have, you can put things on a computer and you can play with digital stuff, but the problem with digital stuff is that you can't change a beat or a rhythm mm-hmm. without actually getting into the actual software and change it yourself, and it just takes a bit. Right. Where if you have a, drums and guitars and, and the mm-hmm. bass together, and you get a bunch of five guys together or five girls or whoever's mm-hmm. in, in your band. And you just play around your, the guitar and some guys can say, hey, man, remember last night? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that, that girl that we met, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And some guy writes a love song about a girl that he really likes mm-hmm. that he met down the street getting coffee. But instead of getting coffee, you say, we had a couple of drinks, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Band, see, that's one of the worst things that happened to rock and roll is that people don't write songs. And it's because yeah. they don't live out their, they don't live out their yeah. fantasies. You know, um, so a lot of times that you're going to have that issue with songwriting, that's different because a lot of these kids who are playing beats and having rap songs and all that, half of those guys just gibberish about words that we don't understand as regular people. Right. But then they write about songs that. They only people from the no. from the inner city understand, right. but in reality, if you listen to songs, if you listen to songs that actually are written by Led Zeppelin, Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. Aerosmith, Leonard Skinner is another great band that oh they absolutely. put songs yeah, together. They yeah. just knew how yeah. to put songs together, yeah. and that's. Even if you listen to Brian Adams and all these quirky guys like yeah. Bruce Springsteen, yeah. I wouldn't really consider Bruce Springsteen and, and Brian Adams quirky, but no. even their love songs mm-hmm. are better than a lot of songs today right. for that reason yeah. because they actually 
could go into the studio, yeah. could hang out with each other, write a song together, and then go from there. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, we've gone over an hour. Um, yeah. I don't want to make oh. this too long. Let me add one more thing to that. Go for it. Um, now, back in the 60s and 50s, there were people that wrote songs, and that's all they did for a living, and they would sell their songs. Oh, yeah. Um, with Bob the Dylan? exception of Carol King. Mm. Really? She is just she was started out with a had a partner what I can't remember his name but she was married to a guy and they wrote all kinds of things all kinds of things. not not only was she a writer but she was a performer too now there's one gal I want to see before she goes and that's Carol King yeah my I dad love I love when I hear Carol King I lose it and she is just such a fantastic and her uh, 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 I can't remember what song that is that she sings but she's just up there on my list. I mean, that would be that. That's a bucket list concert. That that would be great. Hopefully, yeah. she doesn't pass before that factor, or, or I can afford it. But that, it, you know, yeah, I think bring that up too. That's that's kind of interesting to where if you can write music and sell it and perform it too, and be a performer and a writer, that's mm-hmm. a double plus. I, I think that's kind of double plus, everybody. Yeah, double plus, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's something that a lot of these mm-hmm. kids. I, I mean, think you, they have writers now, but not that not as much as they did back in the sixties. No, I think the thing I mean, about me, just, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think there no, is, but they're not as popular as they used to be. I no, think. Well, I, I think there's still songwriters. Yeah, but but the problem with the songwriters are that they don't actually live out the song. Right. So okay, they yeah. don't actually live out the song, and the artists that singing don't mm-hmm. actually live out the song. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter if you listen to Britney Spears or mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake or any of those guys or girls. Or even any of these new poppy kids, right? Yeah, they didn't have never lived out the song. So if no, they write they a song about. So if, let's say Drake writes a song about love song, mm-hmm. about a girl that he met. He sells right. a song to a kid who's never made love to a girl. That's what. That's really what it is. Mm. Like even like you're talking like experience. Yeah, I yeah, think okay, I think yeah, that's yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. bad things that happen yeah, okay. to rock and roll right now. Is like yeah. a lot of these kids who are having these songs written for them. Mm-hmm. It sounds good for popular 14 year old kids, yeah. but for people who are our age, who are older, who are over 25 years old, mm-hmm. we know like, yeah, you probably have never even seen a girl's boobs yeah, because you don't look like that kid that's ever seen anybody's boobs. Okay. So not, not even talking about boobs, but just, well, lived no, out the experience. Just, yeah, the experience of like, you know, with your kid and writing. So, so that's 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 the biggest down. Uh, I wish I could play guitar and drums. I wish I had oh, a left yeah, hand. Yeah, I do. I do too. But I, I think I tell you people. I think I tell people if you have a left hand, if you have something to yeah. do with, yeah, learn how to do it. Yeah, if you want to do it, because it's great. It's a great talent to have. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I just I, think I'm looking back. I wish I had picked it up too because not only is it fun but you can write and you can perform and stuff and people love that but yeah it's I yeah that's what you mean there. it is fun yeah, it is. so if there's any music out there that you guys like let us know uh if there's anything that we missed about metallica and lars or whatever i might yeah. I could be totally wrong about Metallica. or if we or if we got our information wrong yeah especially guns and roses we made a lot of reference to guns and roses it's probably yeah, things that we got wrong there uh, is, yeah. I really want to know. I just really want to know the backstory with Izzy. Yeah, I know that Izzy is a recovering heroin addict, and yeah, his, I heard of that. Yeah. his family basically kind of. Duff can't was too, wasn't he? Who the bass player? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, he's an like he was a huge alcoholic. But Izzy is interesting because he's there, but he's not there. Okay. So like he's still around and alive and kicking it, in Europe or somewhere else. But I still wish we knew more of the backstory, Mm -hmm. besides his parents kidnapped him to sober him up, and I, I just don't believe that he's not really invited back to the band, Mm -hmm. and I don't believe that he's not. He doesn't want to join the band here and there. Mm-hmm. I just, I just wish, I wish they would. The only thing I wish the Guns N' Roses would do is come up with new songs, get Izzy and Axel back together, mm. write songs together because you don't need to make the songs true anymore between, between those two guys. So like yeah. even with Joe Perry and mm-hmm. and Steven Tyler, the songs that they write together today or tomorrow. Right. Don't have to be honestly true, but it's a good song because they're going back and forth. So I wish Izzy and Axel would get together, write songs together. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Duff and uh, Popcorn Antler. Well, I think Popcorn Antler and Slash are best friends. But okay. but that way you get those two guys back together and write songs together in their own quirky way. And then you have mm-hmm. Duff who just gets along with everybody. Mm-hmm. And Duff do, does his thing. Mm-hmm. But I, that's the only wish. That's the only thing I wish about Guns N' Roses. Like they oh, would yeah. do more I mean, yeah. stuff, well, come write songs. Like Metallica still writes new songs. Metallica still understands that it's not f- just about living your glory days of the '80s and the '90s. That when you became famous, now you just have right. to sit around and well, make money off of your royalties. It's about yeah. being an artist. It's about you know right. reaching out new elements of your uh, of your skill level. Yeah. Um, having for finding ways to write new songs, make it more fun, because oh, yeah. One more band to touch on for the breakup and a get together was Van Halen. Now, I saw them at Van Andel. Now, Mike Lee Anthony wasn't there, and the reason he wasn't there is because now uh, Sammy Hagar has a band with Mike Lee Anthony called Chickenfoot. Oh yeah. And Michael was happened to be touring with Chickenfoot. So, Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang, mm-hmm. filled in for bass and did a great job. Yeah. If not better than Michael Anthony. So, yeah. that was an exception, and I did get to see Van Halen before they broke up again. And soon after that, they broke up. Wow. And, That's another story. And Dave starting to, to bald, to let you know. But uh, he did pretty good for, for as old as he was. He's getting older and stuff. But I, that, was a, that was an exceptional concert because of the fact that I was like, oh, Michael Lee Anthony's not here. That's not, you know. It's not, it's not Van Halen. No, that doesn't matter. It's it's not. But the way he played bass and his talent and the way he did his performance was just spectacular. I mean, he and is the son, the old block. He is the son of Eddie. Yeah. And so, and Eddie, rest your soul. Yeah. And rest in peace. Uh, great guy. Too bad he's gone. But anyway, mm-hmm. I saw that concert. I thought that was great. They did a great job. Even without Michael Anthony. I, I, Even yeah. without Michael Anthony. Yep. Come on back, yeah, Bubby. Yeah, come on back. All right, folks. Yeah. We got to get going. Um, uh, Ron's time limit to for parking yeah, is park about 15 ticket. minutes yeah. to go. So we got to go. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank I see you. we got at least five people listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. One listener came in, and she or he left. Okay. Well, we had at least five connections. We're not, we're not perfect yet. We're trying. No, we're not. I mean, <laughs> not. in order to make a podcast work, yeah. 
you have to keep you, you, you have to be have a certain schedule yeah, right even with parlay sean and i have yeah. sports yeah. it's difficult for me to tell him that because he's so sporadic everywhere yeah, sporadic. Okay. yeah he's everywhere so if you want to make your podcast work make it sure that you're on a certain schedule uh i'm with two platforms buzzsprout and podbean i do podbean live because Buzzsprout doesn't give me that life. Mm-hmm. But then I have to pay a every month to Buzzsprout like 20 bucks oh, wow. every month. Right. Well, okay. between 18 and 24 bucks mm-hmm. based on how many how many hours I use. But the, with Podbean, I sp- spend $100 flat wow. pay okay. for the whole year. Right. So that's okay. why. All right. But <coughs> I think that both sources are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I just like doing – I need to – in order for this to make work, work, I try to do live. That's why in the future I might have to um, look for a new job. So on the weekends, I can make it a regular basis of being live or doing podcasts on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Because all the other people out there who are successful are doing it during the weekday, but mm-hmm. they're have time. Yeah, but your your constant changing schedule just kind of it it's hard to do. What every other weekend? Yeah, you just, just can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't because you yeah. don't know if you're going to work or not. So no, well, I do know when I'm going to work every other weekend. Yeah, it's just that still, it's you know, it it be it it would be nice if you did have the weekends off, which you don't. You might well, someday. No. Who knows? But we'll I but tell you this: if I can make it work, that I would air this every Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Talk with with okay, you yeah. with Ron mm-hmm. it probably would work yeah because I did this live mm-hmm. I'm still going to edit it and then put it back on okay sure, Podbean yeah, and, yeah. and make it so that people listen to it or mm-hmm. Buzzsprout or whatever mm-hmm. so you can listen to it at Apple Podcasts uh, Spotify uh, Podfriend and other platforms out there mm-hmm. so I'd like to thank Ron for showing up thank you and good to be here it's awesome glad so well probably try to do another podcast i don't know if it's going to be possible but i mean christmas is coming up or the yeah, holidays is coming up it's going to be busy so yeah. so i mean i may not even be around i might do a detroit lion podcast of the game of against the denver broncos but i mean i don't know right so peace love this air this will air tomorrow or today um, and then I have another one with Parlay Sean about about week sixteen in football. Okay. So peace. Thank you, Ron, for showing up. Ain't no problem. And uh thank you all the other listeners out there. You guys were awesome. Yeah, thanks. We'll see ya. <laughs>